Hey yo, what's good? Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jay Shad, the podcast. On this podcast, I, Jessica Shadden, will be inviting my friends and family to be keeping it real and honest with you with convos about anything and everything. If this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. You are welcomed here, and I'm so excited you decided to join in and listen as we keep it real. If you're a friend of the pod, welcome back, Kobe, and thank you so much for listening. If you could follow, subscribe, and leave a review on this podcast and share it with your friends and family, that would mean the absolute world to me. On today's podcast episode, I'll be having the president of Sanford, not Stanford University, and one of the wisest people I know, Dr. Andrew Westmoreland. We will be reflecting on his time at Sanford and gives us many words of wisdom that you do not want to miss. So grab your headphones, your aux cord, some coffee, and maybe a journal and join with us as we keep it real. Listen to Keeping It Real with Jay Shad on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Happy listening. Welcome back to Keeping It Real with Jay Shad, folks. And today is seriously such a special episode. I have the privilege of having one of the wisest people I know and basically my university president. Super exciting stuff. So give a warm welcome to Mr. Andy Westmoreland. Welcome. Thank you, Jessica. It's great to join you. And thanks so much for the invitation. Yes, of course. So, Andy, some people may not know who you are and may be thinking, who is this man on the podcast? So just give a quick little bio about yourself, your background, who you are, where you came from, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I'm still trying to kind of figure out who I am myself, so uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to explain. Uh, I'm Andy Westmoreland. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm the president of Sanford University in Birmingham. And uh, I've been the president here for 15 years. And before that, I had a great career uh, as president of a university in Arkansas, Washita Baptist University, which is my alma mater. And I've been there uh, on, on staff and on faculty for 27 years before coming to Sanford. So I've had almost 42 years of experience in Golly. higher education. Uh, and I was born in a little town in Arkansas called Batesville, Arkansas, population 7,251, uh, a long time ago, grew up there. And, uh, I've been, I've just been blessed in a thousand different ways over the years and especially glad to be your college president. So that's a little bit about me. Oh my goodness. So crazy. And now you're retiring. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a senior, so you get to graduate my class. So we're all pretty pumped about that, <laughs> being able to do that. So I guess, how did you hear about Sanford? I mean, it's this little old school and in Birmingham. How did you first off hear about Sanford and how did the Lord lead you to this opportunity to become the president of Sanford? Well, within the world of, uh, of higher education, private higher education, indeed, Sanford is a relatively small school, but it actually is a fairly well-known school. And uh, so I had known of Sanford for a long time before coming here as president. And I got to know, actually, the previous president of Sanford 
through uh, through several experiences, but in particular a trip that we had to, of all places, Syria in uh, 2001 when I was serving as president of Washita. And so we were hosted there for uh, about a week from uh, leaders in uh, higher education in Syria. And so uh, Dr. Quartz and I spent um, several days together in Syria, got to know each other really well. And then a few years later, uh, strangely, when uh, he announced his retirement from Sanford, uh, the, the board of trustees at Sanford began reaching out to me and said, uh, might you be interested in submitting your materials for our review as Sanford president? And uh, of course, I love where I was. And so uh, I essentially said, thanks, but no thanks. I was not interested in, in making a move at that time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was, it was all God's plan. And I could talk about this for hours. But uh, what happened was, uh, eventually, I recognized that the Lord might be leading me to Sanford. And uh, that is indeed what happened. And uh, you all, you know all the rest yeah. of the story, Jessica, about what happened. So I've been grateful to be here. But, um, but the bottom line is that Sanford is indeed uh, a small school in Birmingham, Alabama. But its impact is outsized. Mm -hmm. it is, uh, its impact is rather, really wow. rather extraordinary. Sure. And uh, through people like you and, yeah. and 50,000 plus others. So I've been really grateful for yeah. these uh, opportunities. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. I mean, for me coming from Georgia, I mean, I heard of Sanford from so many people in my church and even so many of my peers are from everywhere. You know, you get people from Minnesota or Texas or even in the state of Alabama, and you're like, how the heck do you get to this small little school in Sanford? And so it's just so crazy to hear so many people's Sanford stories. And I know you have been a part of so many of those stories. But before we get into that, uh, what when you came into Sanford and you had this job as the president, were you pumped about it? Were you maybe worrisome? Was Sanford probably was in a good shape. It's a great school, but was it in a good shape or was it on the struggle bus? Well, great, great questions. And uh, yes, uh, it was in good shape. But, uh, you know, I always believe that, uh, that there's a larger purpose for whatever God is doing in our lives. And so uh, one of the most difficult things was for me to discern uh, okay, what is it that God is using to, to lead me here and what does God want me to do? Yeah. And so um, I remember the first time that my wife and daughter and I visited the campus and we were being shown around and this was in 2005. And, um, uh, you know, my, my daughter who was only a junior in high school and, and really did not want to move, uh, you know, the whole idea of of a move at that point in her life was very upsetting. And so as we were, as we were kind of looking over the campus and I began seriously praying over this, uh, I, I really thought, uh, I hope that if I come here, God can somehow use me to, to create or foster a greater sense of spiritual warmth on the campus. 
And, you know, there have been a lot of things that we've done over the last 15 years, but I don't think there's any, anything more significant than trying to work toward the development of spiritual warmth for the campus. And I'd like to think, Jessica, that when people step foot on the campus and they get past that spray painted green grass, uh, you know, on Sherman Circle and they and they they start to see the, the buildings and you know all yeah. of that that they that they suddenly sense the presence of God on the campus and i think they do that mm. now in a variety of yeah. ways especially through the the people that they meet and so i'd like to think that 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 part of what Sanford is uh, has been enhanced at least while i've been here not because of anything i've done but because uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit in, uh, in our lives and on our campus. Yeah, for sure. And you hear so many people going on tours and saying, when I went on the campus, it felt like home or I felt like the Lord has called me. I bet you've heard countless stories of that. And for me, when I toured it, I was like, dang, this feels like home. I could picture myself here. And the people were great. Like, that's what makes the university. I mean, you know, during a pandemic when all the students left, it's not the same. Sanford's not Sanford if it's not with the people. It's true. It really is. And uh, that has been more true during the pandemic than any time that I've ever known Sanford. And so uh, I'm, I'm especially grateful for what's happened over the last, the last few months as we have repopulated the campus and, uh, and establish the, the significance of Stanford in all of our lives. For sure, for sure. So now kind of transitioning to your time at Stanford. During your time, you know, you've had to balance a job, being the president, being a good family member and caring for your kids and for your wife. How are you able to be a leader and a spiritual leader on campus while still developing your relationship with the Lord? I mean, I don't know how you do it. I can't even do a few classes and have time for a quiet time at the end of the day. So for you, how do you make that time and that commitment to have that time with the Lord and be able to grow in Him? Well, first I have to say, and and I I acknowledge this regularly, you know, I'm a I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that's it yeah. first. And so I am I'm broken in all the ways that everybody is broken. And so I, uh, I, you know, I try not to outrun my coverage. Uh, okay. So that's, that's, that's number one. But then the, the other thing is, um, and I think this applies to all of us, regardless of where we are in life, uh, you know, as, as those who attempt to be Christ followers uh, do, I only want to be faithful. Uh, just help me to be faithful mm-hmm. uh, day to day and even moment by moment. And uh, I recognize that if I say, I'm going to be faithful for all the days of my life, well, that's a hard thing. But if I say, God, help me to be faithful just in this moment, just in this moment, then I can do that. I can be faithful in one moment. And then I can pray to be faithful in the next moment. And you know, Jessica, Mm -hmm. if you string 
a whole bunch of moments together of faithfulness, then you can have a faithful life. But I think as Christians, significantly, we are called just to be faithful, faithful in our relationships to the people that we care about, faithful in the calling of the work that we are, are called to do, uh, all of those things. And uh, that's it. That, that's really it. And we make it way too complex. Uh, it's a pretty simple thing. Uh, and it is a, um, it's, it's a lifetime of consecutive moments of faithfulness. And if we can just reduce it to that and try to live with it, then I think it's a lot easier for, for all of us. Yeah. And from the, the moment that we try to take control of our lives and not trust God's faithfulness, everything shatters. Ultimately, you know, you can try to rely on your own strength. I know for me, I'll go through seasons where maybe I just don't do my quiet time because I have a project or whatnot. And you've probably had those times too where you have this big project going on on campus and you're like, no, I don't need this anymore. Like, But then once you're faithful to the Lord and all he has, you're like, well, why didn't I do this before? Like <laughs> this would have been so much easier if I'd just been faithful. It um, is true. It is so absolutely times, true. For sure. Yeah, I agree. So – I guess with that, what has been probably your greatest challenge since being at Sanford? Well, uh, in, in, in leadership of organizations, and I think it's probably true throughout, uh, some of the greatest challenges, perhaps the greatest challenges, always relate to money uh, because, you know, you got somehow to, to make it work. And so uh, the constant budget challenges are, are a real problem. And I know that Sanford is an expensive school and uh, people t pay dearly to go there. But at the same time, we've got, you know, we've got more than 1,000 employees and we've got, you know, all of, those, all of those things that have to be done to ensure a quality education. So the day-to-day -day challenges are, uh, are significantly financial. Uh, we've been blessed in a whole lot of ways. And so uh, I'm grateful that so many friends of Sanford uh, over the years have contributed significantly. Uh, I'm grateful for the enrollment trends that we've had with people from, from Georgia and from, uh, uh, from all the other states that uh, have been coming here to uh, to, to take advantage of what we have. But the day-to-day -day pressures heavily are, are often financial. Uh, but beyond that, um, the, the importance of keeping Sanford uh, anchored as, a, as an institution that relies on Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, this is, this is not the direction of higher education generally. And so... Um, um, helping to keep everybody on the same page with that is is sometimes a challenge because it is it is so countercultural. Uh, but uh, even so, our people have responded beautifully, and I could talk about all that for uh, hours, I guess. Uh, but that's a quick summary that, oh, yeah. that I can offer you. Yeah. I guess what, during those challenges, what keeps you motivated to keep doing your job every day and coming back to Sanford? Well, it's going to sound a little trite, but uh, conversations like this one, 
you know, the truth is that uh, that often during the day, and you could ask my assistant this uh, in my office, uh, uh, if I'm a little discouraged or if I'm down uh, because of meetings that I'm having, um, often I'll just get out of the office and I'll walk up to the university center or to the library or walk across the quad mm. and I'll have three or four conversations yeah. with students and all of a sudden I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it puts it all in perspective. <laughs> and I mean, I did that just yesterday. Yeah. I didn't have time to do it today, but uh, I got out for about 45 minutes yesterday and I just walked to UC. And, uh, and, you know, by the mm -hmm. time I got back to the office, everything was fine. So um, I'm really blessed to have these kinds of opportunities at a place like Sanford. Well, you're so loved at our university. So <laughs> like, no wonder everybody wants to have a conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the flip side of that is, I mean, we've been talking about the struggles. So let's go to the positive trend. For you, like, what has been the most rewarding part of your time at Sanford? Oh, there are thousands of examples of all of that. If Gina was here right now, my wife, she'd say step sing, okay? She, yes. <laughs> we, we've, uh, we've, of course, we're not having it this year, but I mean, we are, uh, um, we're, we're, uh, we attend every step sing um, uh, yes. uh, every, every year, you know, all four nights every year. Uh, but mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a joke. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> oh, there's so many, there's so many things. Uh, uh, the interaction with faculty members, uh, and we have, oh, we have such extraordinary faculty members who, who love our students and are willing to, to pour into them. And so there's all of that. There's the relationship that we have been able to develop with so many alums and friends of Sanford. Uh, you know, we've just moved out of the President's house. We're in our own house now and trying to, you can't see them in the background, but I'm working on boxes, uh, digging out of boxes. Uh, but all of the um, the thousands of people we've been able to host at the President's house, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a literal world of memories that we've been able to establish. And then the other thing that is so significant to us is that our daughter, who came into Birmingham years ago, just hating Sanford because it was at the root of all of the disruption in her life, she eventually chose Sanford as her undergraduate home and fell in love with it mm -hmm. and then uh, worked for several years in admission for recruiting students to Sanford. Mm -hmm. So I've personally seen the impact of Sanford in the life of my own daughter. And so, uh, my goodness, what a, what an incredible blessing all of this has been. I, I, I could talk for days, years, uh, about the significance yeah. of Sanford yeah. in my own life. That's so good to hear. So <laughs> you mentioned Step Sing. Yeah. What has been maybe your favorite Step Sing show? Oh, no, that you've no, seen no, no, or... no. I am not going <laughs> you there. You can't do that. <laughs> no, no. I would never. Uh, you know, uh, that is 
that's getting that gets into uh, the worst kind of stuff. So um, oh, yeah. don't even remotely oh, there's so ask many, me. There's so much controversy. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's I right. mean, personally, I'm an indie lady, so I mean, it would be an honor if indie ladies was your favorite show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. <laughs> Goodness. Oh. So I guess as you close out your time at Stanford, which is going to be a very bittersweet day, what are your big plans for retirement? Like, do you already have a trip booked? You know, what are you going to still be involved on campus? What does that look like in that transition? Well, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be a grandfather to the campus. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I yes. am. I'm still going to be associated, but. You know, I'm going to actually develop a group of old retired people who will uh, want to come over to campus and just uh, yes. repaint fences and lampposts and do a bunch of, <laughs> you know, things like that and not be in anybody's we'll way. We'll just see and you so, spray painting the grass out front. That's what uh, There you go. That's, that's it. When you come back to campus uh, in a few years, you're going to see a little old guy wearing a ball cap and blue jeans out there with a paintbrush working on stuff and you'll say you know that guy used to be president of Sanford University and uh and other stuff like that and it's it's all good it's a different season for uh my life but I'm really looking forward to it and I celebrate uh whoever it is who's going to be the next president and I'm going to stay out of that person's way and love them and support them and encourage them uh, and mm. that's going to be it. I, I want to be the I want to be the best ex president in the history of Sanford University. So there you go. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. So I guess as you are leaving, you know, there's going to be some new freshmen coming in that you had never met, and there will be some graduating seniors that you get to graduate. So, what advice do you have for the incoming freshmen starting at Sanford? and the seniors who are going out into this real world? Well, I, I've started writing letters, I've started writing note cards to all of the 900 plus members of the class of 2025. And mm. so what I'm writing to each one of them individually is uh, that verse from Proverbs about doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly with God. And uh, so that is indeed my prayer for them for their time at Sanford. And as I'm writing to each one of them individually uh, for the entirety of their lives. And uh, for, for you, Jessica, and for all of our soon-to-be graduates, uh, my prayer and my hope mm-hmm. is that indeed God will use you in significant ways to assist in a truly broken and beautiful world to achieve wholeness for yourself and for those you love and for those that you'll encounter in the years ahead. Amen to that. Oh, best advice ever. I'm just going to re-listen to this podcast just so I could hear that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So to close our time together, I have a keeping it real with Jay Shad question. We always ask our guests this, and it is since I say, Ayo, what's good? What is good in your life right now? It could be a hobby, could be family. What is good in your life, Andy? Well, uh, the thing that is good in my life right now is that the thing that I've worried the most about 
forever, Jessica, is working out. And it is getting mm-hmm. to this point in, and, and hitting retirement because I have worried about it. I've thought, what in the world am I going to do? How's, what's this going to look like? And I thought, this yeah. is just insane. And, uh, and here I am, and it's working, and I am happy about it. So, Jessica, yes. I am there. So, there you go. Yes. I love it. Let's go. I'm struggling a little bit with the whole working out thing. So some words of encouragement for that as well. It's going to be good. Okay. It's going to be good. Yes, for sure. Well, Andy, thank you just so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much for just your Christlight example and just to be a role model to so many students. You are so, so loved on this campus and we're truly, Stanford's going to miss miss you for sure (laughs) well uh i'm gonna miss sanford uh but as i said i've been blessed in every way and so thanks again for for having me on yes of course y'all i was not ready for the word that andy brought oh my goodness there were so many times in our conversation where I should have gotten a pen and some paper and just write down so many of these quotes. And so I hope you're able to take some little nuggets of wisdom today and just be encouraged and motivated as you head into this weekend or throughout the rest of your week. I just wanted to come on here real quick and just say thank you for just sharing and celebrating me with having Andy on this podcast. Seriously, it was such a blessing and a joy to be able to have him on here. And I cannot wait for many more special guests to come on here. Um, But until then, I'm going to take a two-week break. I'm about to finish up EdTPA craziness, which if you know what that is, you know, pray for your girl as well as just be able to rest and reflect on what's going on and keeping it real and plan for this next batch of episodes coming up in season two. Season two is not over yet, and I cannot wait for all of the craziness and all of the fun things to happen with Keeping It Real with Jay Shad. So you to keep it real in your life, and I'm so thankful for you, and I hope you have just a blessed rest of your week. Deuces! Deuces!